Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. And you're with The Breakfast Show this morning with Sharissa and Darren, and it's good to be here with you all. We have a comment, actually. I'll just share from one of our listeners, and we appreciate hearing from you wherever you are. Thank you for this text. Uh, I'm just going to read it. It says, Supreme Court ruling in favor of the Catholic Church. So they're commenting on the news article that we were talking about yep. earlier. Yep. Uh, Supreme Court ruling in favor of the Catholic Church is not surprising since the great majority are Catholic themselves. And they make a good point. I think I think there's nine justices and seven of the nine are Catholic um, of the Catholic faith. As discussed before on the show, I'm guessing before the pendulum is moving back, and we will see many more rulings for the church uh, for the church in the future. Only when the church rules the state can the last day scenario happen. Mm, yeah, appreciate mm, your, sign your of comment. The times. Absolutely, and um, yeah, we look forward to discussing more of that on this program in the future. We just got another comment through from our, one of our listeners, yes. Raphael. <laughs> He's commented on the dead cat. Um, oh yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> and he says, dead cat back from the dead. Are we not told that we will be visited by the dead in the last days? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a number of tongues sticking out on his text yeah. there. So, yes, yeah. yes. No, I love it. I love it. We, we've just got a new pet cat. Um, my daughter's, um, she's 21. She's doing nursing and she wanted a cat. So we've got this rag doll. It's falling in love with her, but falling in love with all of us. So it, it's, it just, um, at night, it's, this roams the house uh-huh. and it ends up on our bed at some time in the night. You wake up and there's this cat curled at your feet. <laughs> and on a cold morning, it's actually a nice water, hot water yeah, bottle. Yeah, I was going to say, a nice hot water bottle like there. Uh, what's the cat's name? A cat's Leo. Leo the cat. Good name for a, a rag cat. Ragdoll. Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, Darren, it's part of our program where we have the 20 million strong Bible study movement segment. And, uh, Lawson and I were talking yesterday. We began talking about the faith of Abraham as it relates to the covenant. And, um, I guess we should go there as well again, um, to the book of Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. I think would be a good time, good place for us to pick up. Would you like to read? Yes, that? Genesis 15 and verse 6. And it's talking about Abraham. It says, And so he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. All right. So this is very uh, important verse. It's also a verse that Paul picks up in the book of Romans. Um, he quotes it, actually, right there. And it just says, How was Abraham counted righteousness? He did one thing. Well, I was just thinking there, did one thing, but when you look at Abraham's life, yeah, he did some good things, and um, he followed God's directions generally, but he did some pretty bad things too, like lying about his wife, um, being his sister. So he did that, that more than once, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. And then um, listening to his wife and um, and sleeping with his um, maid, mm-hmm. uh, the wife's handmaid, so that they could produce uh, offspring, mm-hmm. um, which has caused... All sorts of world problems we still see today in some ways. You really um, wonder how different history would be if he hadn't done that. If he had followed God's plan and waited for God, mm. yes, how different would history? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. We could spend the whole show just pondering that question. <laughs> <We could. laughs> um, but yes, but despite Abraham getting things wrong, um, it says that he believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. Um, interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. Now, some translations rendered that word counted as uh, words like reckoned or credited. 
I think accounted in the New King James. Uh, what does that mean? Like, what do you? How it, do we? It means that, that? Um, if you credit as something, it means that it comes into your account, and you don't even. I mean, it just gets there. Um, you haven't done anything to really get it. It just arrived, or if it's reckoned or or accounted. Um, I guess it's something that you don't deserve that you you get sometimes. Okay. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Um, the Hebrew word chasab, yeah, it, it means all those things. And so it could mean reckoned, it could mean accredited, it could mean accounted. Um, all those things imputes is another word that's used as well. Yeah. Um, so um, there's a richness around that word and, and it's used in the Bible. Yeah. This is a great truth that I think we've just read and we're sort of digging through and unpacking here that being declared righteous by God, as Abraham was in the Bible, it's not something that happens because of his works. No, well, his works aren't that good. It's not yeah, as you pointed out, as you reminded us of his history, but it's literally righteousness by faith in God. And in I think that, that and you're right, Chris. That is a great foundational truth. That that is really the the essence of the gospel message that um, you find in the scriptures is the idea that. Um, we too can be declared or accounted or credited or reckoned as righteous because of our faith and belief and trust in God and, and want to come under his covenant, his, his banner. Mm-hmm. And, and in that light of that, you know, this faith doesn't, it's not the thing that makes us righteous, having our, our faith, but it's the vehicle. Faith is a vehicle by which we obtain the gift of righteousness which God offers to us. Yes, that's right. Um, it's, it's the idea that of reaching out. Um, and for me, faith is the idea of um, reaching out to things you may not even know or have not even seen, but but you reach out, and that reaching out process is that act of faith mm. that um, that allows you to enter into that covenant relationship and and become sons and daughters adopted into the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. The family of God. Um, what kind of things could we expect to experience in our lives like when we put our faith in Christ? I'm thinking one thing that strings, springs to mind is we see growth, Christian growth, like the things we once loved, we now Hate because we we love God supremely, like we're putting our faith in Him. He works in us. Yes, He changes us. Um, in in um, I guess Philippians says that He that began a good work in you, um, will complete it. So it begins that process of of Him working in us to bring out those those fruits of the Spirit, which yeah. um, patience and joy and love and not, and I can't do those things. I mean, I um get frustrated at times and I I do things wrong at times, but. Because I put my hope and trust and I, I keep coming back. I, I know that God never gives up on us and, and, and I keep coming back to those promises and, and um, confessing and yeah. saying, I'm sorry, I want to get this right again. And, and God promises to come back and keep working through us. So in that relationship, he, he does change us and he does grow us and we become more like him. Yeah, I'm sitting here and we're looking at these beautiful bowl of mandarins from your tree this morning. The sun's shining through it on them right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> just take a photo. I wish, <laughs> wish everyone could see it. But, uh, you know, just uh, thinking again how, you know, obedience even to God is the fruit of our faith in his promises in him and what he's doing in us. So it's, it's the root. Faith is the, is the root, so to yep. speak, and obedience and, you know, all the other things, growth in, within, in our love for God and in our character development. This is all the fruit of yep. that relationship, which you're, you're talking about. So, I mean, real quick in the time we have left, suppose I were to meet someone and they say, well, I don't feel righteous. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, 
being my mum, um, she was a lovely woman. She was um, on her her deathbed, and she, her question she said was, "I wonder if I've been good enough. Mm. I wonder if I've been good enough to make it to heaven." And and she didn't feel like she was saved. And um, we sat there as a, a boy's pastor. She'd raised four pastors, and we gave wow. her a basic gospel Bible study wow. um, of the fact that Jesus does that miracle. Amen. It's a, it's very encouraging to know that faith and feeling are two different things. Isn't That's it? right. <laughs> Whether That's you right. feel it or not, your faith is in Christ and you can be assured that you are safe in him. Thinking more on the subject here of Abraham and a reminded that, you know, the old covenant and the new covenant, one of the fundamental differences between them is the promises on which they are made, right? That, mm-hmm. you know, the, the main, um, components of the covenant that God set forth are the same, but our response is different. The new covenant is based, according to Hebrews, on better promises. Yes, yes. I mean, look at the old covenant. It was basically based on, on blessings and curses and, and keeping the law and all those things. And um, and the people said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. That's right. So <laughs> based on their promises. It was based on doing. To, um, to, to, yeah, it was based on doing. But, but then in New Testament, um, especially in Romans, it says, but the law... Can never save us. That's right. Um, it points us towards a saviour, yes. and our, and points out that we are sinful, but can never save us. But in just when Jesus died, um, the the temple curtain was torn from the top to the bottom, meaning that we now have access directly to Jesus. And that's that's the new covenant is that um, we we now have Jesus, our mediator, our high priest in heaven, um, mediating on our behalf in in the sanctuary and. And that gives us awesome hope. Um, Great hope. It's, a, it's an awesome covenant promise that, that he's their mediator. For me, my hope is that we have a Jesus that didn't just come and born to this world, didn't just um, die, but was resurrected and now is in heaven appearing on our behalf. For me, that is the greatest promise and the greatest miracle that occurs in the Bible is that Darren Pratt, a sinner, is declared righteous, not because of me, but because of Jesus and what he's doing for me. Yes, that's that's how we know what's so amazing about grace, yes. <laughs> is yes. that he saves us. Yes, and, and that's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle, and it's a miracle that God wants to work for all of us in all of our lives. Um, just looking here at my notes, we see, you know, many people, and you mentioned your, your mum mm. is feeling, um, you know, not good enough. Yeah, it's not a death, but it's just tragic that... Um, that he, she's, she was a lovely woman. She she raised us boys. She read us Bible stories every night. She listened to our prayers. She did good things. Um, she was a great woman, um, really lovely lady, but she didn't have that assurance and um, didn't feel that assurance on her deathbed. Yeah. Um, and I'm well, sure there's many people who can relate to her experience um, mm, mm. of feeling that way. And it's just an encouragement for us and a a reminder for us of how much we need the righteousness of Jesus. That's right. It's it's not about, um, but for her, it was what had she done and how good had she been. That's not, that's not the, the gospel truth. The truth is not what you've done, but who do you know? Yeah. And, and we had to once again give her a basic gospel understanding of who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, what Jesus is doing. And and she died with the assurance of salvation. Um, Praise God! Because of the fact that us four boys <laughs> who've been raised by her um, to do good things and to to be um, ministers of the gospel were able to um, give her that that gospel 
back to her that she gave to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, many people might feel that God is harsh or like he's a celestial policeman, but maybe we could just remind ourselves of what God's word says in John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Oh, yes. um, maybe, Darren, you can read that for if us. If you want to get the gospel, you go straight to the book of John. And in this one, the John is actually in pages in his Bible. Well, I think it's the Bible picked up here at the desk. Oh, yeah. And it means that this has been read a lot because John yeah. is falling out of this Bible. <laughs> it's falling to pieces. But John chapter 3 and verse 16. And 17. And 17. And, and just um, listen to this, listeners, and let it, let it sort of seep into your bones to this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent his Son into the world, for God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, in my Bible, that's red, which means it's Jesus talking. That's powerful, isn't it? Mm, I mm. like what you say there. Let it just sink into your hearts this morning, everybody, because this is powerful. This is dynamite passage right here. And, and even thinking about this in light of the interview we had with Barend earlier about Genesis chapter 22 and, and the experience of Abraham there and the tests of you know offering his son on Mount Moriah, yep. he was able to enter into the experience of God in a way that no one else was able to share quite the same as Abraham was. Yeah, but, but God gave him the gospel right there as well by sending that, that ram Substitute. Yeah, to, to sacrifice and um, and point the way towards Jesus. So even there in, in what was happening on that mountain, God's covenant promises and, and what to look forward to was being preached to Abraham through a powerful analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really, I really love that and love too how Byron brought out, you know, Abraham's the friend of God. Friends understand each other. You know, and he understood, like his heart was able to begin to grasp in a very special and unique way what it meant when God gave his only son to yeah. die for us. And you asked the question of Byron, would Abraham have gone through and done it? And I guess we don't even know the answer, but I think he had that faith to, by that, that time he had the faith to follow God no matter what. Like his, his yeah. faith had grown despite the lying, despite the problems yeah. he'd had. He realized that God's way was the best way and his faith had grown. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because in the chapter, I remember when I read it, noticing how, you know, in, in regards to when God said he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, then you remember that prayer time Abraham had and he was saying, Lord, will you spare the city for this? And there was a back and forth. But when it came to chapter 22 and God says, you know, take now your son, your only son, and offer him as a burnt offering to me, there was no hesitation, no There's no back record of any reckoning. No, yeah, no trying to get out of it or I'm sure he wanted to, but, you know, he chose to move forward by faith, just believing that God was going to have to keep his promise. He said that through Isaac he was going to... He said God will provide. Yeah. Isaac's saying, what's going on? And Abraham's saying, well, I can't really tell him, but I can say that God will provide. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, it's that we're trusting God now. He's learned. He said, I know now that I have to trust God no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> it's an epic moment of faith in Scripture um, in his life even uh, right there. As we keep... Looking, um, we just think too of another promise. I mean, we can probably think of many promises that God makes um, to us in our lives. Um, do you have any that you that stands out for you, Darren? Well, for me, the big promise, especially in the times we're in, is um, 
in John 14, let not your heart oh, be troubled, yes. believing God, but also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, so I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back. So for me, it's, um, Amen. there's a promise there that he's gone. We, we, the Bible records him rising and going. And if said, if I go, I will come back. So for me, it's, I say, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I love that. And I love, as you were saying it there, it stood out to me how personal it is. I will come, you know, he's coming for me. He's coming for you. He's coming for us. Uh, A personal God who's personally coming back. Powerful promise. And, you know, as we think about the promises of God, we might be tempted to think, oh, they were made to the disciples back with Jesus. Or they were made to Abraham and to, you know, people back in Bible times. But do they still apply today? Very much so. And for me, it's, um, I mean, I, I um, have a lot of things happen. I'm a pastor. I destroy cars. <laughs> I've had all sorts of things go wrong in my life. But um, for me, um, like Job, it's yet will I trust him. And like Abraham, it learnt, yet will I trust him. Despite what happened in this world, despite the trouble, despite the strife, despite the commotion and things happening around us, despite pandemics and, and decisions over in the US um, with the government and, and the, the nine judges, all those things that are happening, signs of the times, mm. I know that God is there for me he is there for me. And I yeah. claim that promise in Philippians earlier. He that began a good work in you will complete it. Amen. That's a good promise, that one. <laughs> he's, we're all under construction there. <laughs> we are. We're works in progress. <laughs> we are. But he's a, he's a good worker. God is good at um, building in our lives. We are now in our final segment of this um, time of Bible study that we've been having. And, you know, we, we've talked about Abraham, the faith of Abraham, how, you know, he just believed in God and God imputed the righteousness of Christ to him. That's amazing. And then we've talked about how, you know, God's promises aren't based on our feelings. You shared the story about your mum and, yeah. and, you know, it's just about having faith in Christ, putting and believing in him. And in the end, it's pretty simple. It's very um, simple. Really. Um, it's, it's, um, as, as the Bible says, he that has a son has life. Mm. He does have a son, does not have life. A simple equation. Yes. Um, believe in, in Jesus. Um, have faith in him. Ask him to come into your life. Confess your sins to him and, and allow him to come into your life. And he promises to do that and yeah. to, to change you from the inside out, to bring out those fruits of the spirit as you grow in him and to um, grow your relationship. And I, I look back over my life. I, I mean, I was born a Christian, but... As you look back over your life and um, the the 52 years I've, I've now been walking this earth and, and to look at where I've come from and who I am today, it can only be Jesus um, that's turned me into a balloon-twisting children's pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you know what? It's 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 only Jesus for all of us, that the changes that he makes. It has to be God. And, you know, maybe on this part of the segment that we've got left, we can, you know, someone might be listening and they might be saying, well, you know, maybe I feel like my relationship with God is struggling. Um, you know, what can I do about it? How can I strengthen it? What changes might, might I need to make in my life to strengthen my relationship with Jesus? And do you have any promises from God's Word that could help me? Yeah, well, actually, um, I was just reading, there's a good quote I was reading from um, one of the writers that has written really well and um, has written a lot of books, Ellen G. White, and she's, she wrote um, 
the book Desire of Age is all about Jesus, one of the best, I, I think, one of the best book. book you'll get on the life of Christ. Beautiful book. Yeah. Well, she wrote the Inselected Messages. She says this, the only way in which he, that's us, the sinner, can attain to righteousness is through faith. Mm. That, that's simple there. By faith he can bring to God the merits of Christ and the Lord places the obedience of his son to the sinner's account. That's that reckoning that we're talking about earlier that occurs. Christ's righteousness is accepted in place of man's failure. So if you feel like a failure today, you feel like you're not quite getting there, then then just put your faith and your trust in Jesus. Ask him to cover you, come into your life, and that reckoning occurs. You turn from a failure into an instant success because of what Jesus does for you. Then it says... And God receives pardons and justifies the repentant, believing soul, treats him as though he were righteous, and loves him as he loves his own son. This is how faith is accounted righteousness, and the pardoned soul goes on from grace to grace, from light to greater light. I love that, from grace to grace, mm-hmm. from light to to greater light. Mm, beautiful thoughts. And um, as you are reading, the same author, I like, she gives a very simple definition of faith. She says, faith is simply taking God at his word. It is believing that God will do just as he has promised. Yep. It makes us feel like standing up singing that grand old hymn, Standing on the Promises, because <laughs> yeah. there's so many promises so many um, times that we can stand on. You can even sit on the premises and sing that song. <laughs> no, no. I don't know if no, the no. will appreciate me standing on, on the desk here and singing Standing on the Promises, but it's a great song that makes you want to actually get up and do something. Yeah, and I'd like to share with our listeners a promise that I love, and I've come here many times in my life. First uh, John 1 John 1.9. Here God's word says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is a classic, awesome promise. Um, he promises to do that. Um, he says that, and, and that's where you need to believe the assurance that if we come to God and if we confess to him and trust him, he's going to do that part. Ah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad he does. <laughs> yeah, and um, one that I like is but in John chapter 4, where the woman at the well we're talking about, it says, But whoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water mm. springing up into eternal life. So he promises to give us um, water, which is everlasting water, that, that springs up in us towards eternal life. Amen. There's, there's just so many here to choose from. You, you now made me think of another one in the book of John. <laughs> um, John 11, and 11, to, um, 11 verse 25. This is what Jesus says to Martha after, after the death of Lazarus. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever, verse 26, believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That is Awesome. The, the great hope. Um, and we've all lost loved ones. And um, this week we've lost a good friend of mine, Shani. Um, ah, yes. She was just a beautiful teacher. She was. She grew up with my children. She was mm. just a friend of our family. She always um, dropped in just to play a game or say hello or, or just um, – she was a serving woman, loved mm. giving blood and loved going on Storm Coast, serving communities out west. 
um, but she was taken by cancer. Um, mm. And it's, it's that promise, Sad. that promise that, that, that we'll see their loved ones again. Amen. Yeah, I think the theme that comes through, have you got another one, a promise there that you... No, no, no. Oh, yeah, you're turning to that one. I think um, the theme that comes through as, as we share these promises is that the change we need to make, it begins with just putting our faith in Jesus. Just taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 34 verse 8. Taste and see that God is good. Put your faith in Him. Try Jesus today and see what He will do in your life because His promises haven't expired. There's no expiry date. They're very relevant very and they're relevant. still there for us today. Well, Darren, it's been a privilege to host this program with you today. I've enjoyed it, but I think we're both looking forward to the day when Lyle and Lawson come back. <laughs> Next week they'll be back on air, so yes. listen to them. Yeah, they're coming back on Tuesday I think so there's a few more surprise uh, hosts coming up on Monday and we'll look forward to to that but you know as we close off we just want to wish you all a wonderful Friday wherever you are and remember to talk faith live Live faith faith, act faith faith, and and you will grow grow strong in Jesus Christ. Christ may God bless you if you're driving drive safely stay warm enjoy the cold too it's winter enjoy it And we'll see you then.